0: Welcome to the 186th episode of the Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spawn.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what the differences are, and who inspires them. Split into two halves, so initially focuses on the developers themselves, and the second half will discuss the game hit Moat, which in this case is Shit Quantum, which has been developed by Fishing Cactus. Sophie, Mike, and Ramseys. Please, tell us, what do you do?
1: Sure, um, I'm Sophie. I'm in charge of communication for Fishing Cactus.
2: Hello, my name is uh, Michael, and I've been a developer on the game.
3: Hello, I'm Ramses. I'm also a programmer on this game, uh, which I I joined a bit late. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a nice experience.
0: Uh, I can't congratulate you enough on, on this uh, on uh, Shift Quantum. It's an incredible, incredible game. Now, uh, Thank reg- you. regular listeners will know will recognise Fishing Cactus from episode ninety six. Yes, four, four episodes before one hundred. Uh, we, we had <laughs> uh, we had them, uh, had Fishing Cactus. Two different people though, uh, but we had them chatting about EpiStory So uh, it's, it's a return studio guests. Hurrah, I didn't scare them away. Shocking. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so I first encountered Shift Quantum in EGX, might be like a year last year. Uh, a, a, mm-hmm. Each EGX of Res sort of flows into each other. I forget. <laughs> it's a bit like Pax. Yeah, Pact is like that as well. No, no, it, it, it was EGX, yeah, it the one
1: was. in no- November it last was. year, I
0: think. Yeah, it was, yeah. But you uh, did make a, a return to Rez, which was lovely. Um,
1: yeah, I really loved it too
0: so each in turn i'm going to ask you a series of questions regular listeners will know how this works and also hear me glugging on my tea because i'm legally required to drink this because i'm british um (laughs) you probably do
1: that's so cliche it's
0: cliche cliche because it's true it's true i've got this massive mug of coffee sorry tea i was about to say you're drinking coffee i can't do coffee I just can't, can't, I've tried, I've tried, I just can't do it. So, Sophie, uh, uh, this is a question to all of you, you can take it one at a time. How did you make your start making flashy, lighty video games?
1: Oh, it was, um, it came just like naturally, you know, I always wanted to work in the video game, for video game, it was a dream when I was a kid, but I didn't know that it could be really in Belgium, you know. And then I was scrolling just job uh, announcement and just, I, I found it. I was just like, oh my God, video game in Belgium. <laughs> I have to see that. Right. And then I, the door was opened. I entered and I stayed. Excellent. They, they don't know me. They're still here. <laughs> they don't know
0: <laughs> i didn't hear that often a lot of the game developers didn't know that games were made by human beings they kind of just spat them out and you know
1: but, yeah exactly uh, yeah. exactly it's like um for my studio i did no it's, it's true it's really true it's like the same for uh for advertising i knew i know people that i think that advertising has been made by the tv you know they're just like come on Come on, the TV <laughs> can't do that. people behind it.
0: Exactly. It's very strange. Um,
1: it's the same for video games. Sometimes yeah. people are just like, what do you do? And uh, I think that the harder... Maybe programmer can be explained. Yeah. Maybe game artist can be explained. But when you have to explain what does a um, a game designer, I think that's the worst.
0: Yeah. Although over recent years, it's been less... Problematic because people can now appreciate the art of design and mm-hmm. of, of, of many many things. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, well, what about you, Michael? What, when, when did you make uh, your start? Sort of um, tapping oh. right the keyboard, and uh, you can go as far back as you like. Uh, it's uh,
2: <laughs> so uh, when I was born, maybe no, not uh, <laughs> a bit uh, after. But uh, yeah, I was not uh, uh, yeah. at the beginning. Uh, meant to be a programmer at all. I almost uh, wanted to be a sports teacher and uh, it's by chance that I discovered uh, during uh, university that uh, my real uh, goal in life is to write lines of code and uh, <laughs> okay. uh, my first jobs uh, were <coughs> much more boring than uh, creating uh, video games and uh, I I came at the Fishing Cactus by chance, and it's been like eight years. And the same for me. I stayed.
1: <laughs> it was um, nice. The, the yeah. food was okay, and <laughs> we had free drinks and <laughs> we, <stayed>. we stood.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. No, it's uh, yeah. What was your first game? Do you think? Do you remember? Just I love asking this question. It could it could be anything from what you're like. You know, ten, and you made you made something on uh, on the. The
2: first game I made, I remember very uh, clearly. It was a. like a plain game uh, I created by following some uh, XNA tutorials yeah. uh, back in the days and uh, yeah, yeah that's how I was uh, introduced to game development and uh, my very first game when I started working on fishing cactus was a, a mobile game uh, where in which you had to <laughs> to send a pigeon as far as you could on a on the, on the field. <laughs> right. That's a very
0: it's interesting yeah. experience. Yes. <laughs> <A> long, <laughs> so I didn't ask games. you that, Sophie. What was your first um, foray into game creation? Do <laughs> you remember?
1: Um, relation. though no, I, I won't tell about my relation with games at uh, Fishing Cactus because, uh, you know, communication is not very what people want to hear. But my very first game, the very first game I played... Because I I don't create games. But um, the very first I played, I remember it was in um, Commodore 64. Yes. And it was actually um, um, Mario, but when Donkey Kong was the evil guy. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Uh, It was very, very nice because our father, um, he... um, he used to put like a notebook just beside the computer, uh, with all the the command that we had to enter to <laughs> to get the game. And so with my my brother, we were just like writing it on the keyboard. And if you if we missed just one letter or something, it just didn't work. And we were very upset and just like, "Daddy, come on, help us!"
0: Yes, <laughs> that hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put a Almost. semicolon in the wrong place, and it's just like.
1: What's, the <laughs> but I think it's, going? Quite his, it's, quite, <coughs> it's quite his error now, but you just have to push buttons. Yes. Back in this day, it was very hard to get the game.
0: It was. It was. Uh, what about you, Ramsey? What, uh, what was your first foray? How did you make your start to, uh, making these uh-huh. games?
3: So I started programming quite a while ago. So it was on the Commodore 64 when I was eight. So there were uh, programming lessons in my school. And uh, this is where I programmed my first game, which was The Hangman. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And so I've been wanting to to develop games since then. So I made university after uh, working two years uh, for the library of the university. Uh, I was able to uh, land an internship in a video game company uh, from Belgium which was called Tentacle there we've been working two and a half years on a trip on an unreleased AAA game uh, uh, sadly the the company uh, went uh, uh to bankruptcy before we could release it and after working for a few months uh, on a on small uh, non-game related projects, uh, we had a talk with a uh, with a few friends from that game company, and this is how we started fishing cactus in 2008. And I'm still there.
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Ramses is one of our bosses. Right. Okay. <laughs> just to
3: just to just I, saying, <laughs> doff my cap to you. Ten years though, we've been going for ten years. Ten years. Yeah. And the yeah, um... And one of the first games I worked on, uh, At Fishing Cactus, was the first version of uh, Shift on mobile. Right. So it's uh, back, to the, back to the roots. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, I love asking this question, and I think we all should collectively have to remind ourselves of a couple of things. First of all, the Xbox 360 is now over 12 years old. I know it's hard to stomach, but it's true. It's actually almost... They don't make it anymore. It's that sort of... you know. And they're all sort of talking about the PlayStation 5 now. Oh, I know there's a lot sort of the things are getting really. I mean, ten years over that period, so much has changed. It's so much has remained the same. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And uh, it's a uh, it's an extraordinary place. I th- I think it's a better place. I don't know um, because when I I sort of hesitate to say this because the sheer volume of games now is is uh, well it's 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 oh, it's, uh, it's
1: it's incredible that yeah. the market is just overcrowded. Yeah. But, it's very hard very hard to get
0: into This is why I bring people like yourself on because I want to talk about games that deserve people's attention and uh, mm. Shift Quantum's definitely definitely one of those so uh, and this is why I want to delve into it so yeah it's, uh, it's something to reflect on after 10 years it's an amazing feat uh, so uh, yeah well done for that so uh, this next question I've got for you all is um uh, quite a difficult question to answer, and like I think it's a bit oh, like... so. I, I will pass,
1: uh, I will go <laughs> first, I won't go first if it's a difficult one.
0: It's a, it's, this is a bit, it requires a, it's going to require group thinking. It may be stemmed from Ramsey since he's a, a founder of, of the studio. But what do you believe is your biggest influence
3: as creators? I think I'll leave that one to Sophie. <laughs>
1: A tunnel. I'm just, sorry, I'm just in a tunnel now.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's uh, indeed a really yeah, tough question.
1: Yeah, it's a very tough question. Uh,
0: um, what do you find yourself orbiting more than you you realize? You just sort of reflect and realize that you keep on latching on to this thing that keeps you going. What's the thing that fires you up more than anything else?
1: Something that I that's really inspiring for me and... Um, I think it's, and I'm sure that Mike will just agree with it, it's just like, when I go to event and uh, have people to test the game, when they, it was the same for Epistory and the same for Shift, when people understand the mechanic for the first time, when they, they try the mechanic for the first time, the expression they have is just magic. I think yeah, every time, just like, that's it. That's the reason why I do these
0: games. Uh, as someone who attends these events a lot, I do realize that developers, when they're standing next to you and you know, watching you uh, play the game...
1: Exactly. We have to know if the game is good or not. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, the, and there's the other flip side. Is I, think I get very really self-conscious, especially when I'm playing a puzzle game like this and I'm struggling over a bit of it. And I realize that, do they think I'm dumb? And Like, no, Chris, no one thinks you're dumb. They're just, you know, they're probably thinking, oh, God, it's too hard. Or, I don't know, that's what I've found. And we've had other guests on with uh, other puzzle games, and they've all said, no, Chris, no one thinks you're dumb. (laughs) It's just we want to make sure that everything's okay and it's working. And that's what you're looking at. It's not so much, you know, they think, oh, God, come on, I can't even do this. But that's a human nature thing to do. But um, so it's basically... Going back to your point, Sophie, is that you believe the studio is one of the things that drives you is to provoke positive endorphins in one people's heads.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I, I love it. It's just like it's just like, you know, I'm just high on
0: it. Is that true, Ramses? Is that one of the things that drives you along? Um,
1: no,
3: yeah, I want not to change exactly my but... game. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah, provoking some surprises, provoking uh, yeah something uh, that wouldn't come naturally without the game. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Trying to provoke amazement, uh, surprise. I, I don't find the right word in English. Uh, I but, understand?
0: Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> I, I, it's it's an annoying language. Uh, it, it generally <laughs> is. Let's uh, speak
1: French. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes we could do that um lose most of my listeners but we could do that uh but um but uh what what um i think what you're driving at is the, the, the creating the unexpected while, while not being cliched about it just sort of not being or being sort of forcing it down someone's throat like, oh isn't that nice look at this all weird stuff like no, no no let's be let's be more you know sensible about this and uh it, it's you're more subtle with your surprises, which makes it more mm-hmm. entertaining and more engrossing. Uh, EpiStory story had that same kind of feeling of uh, you think mm-hmm. you know what's going on, you think you know what the the, the backstory is. In fact, you haven't a clue. Uh, something very different is going on what you think is happening, and that's wonderful. Yeah, that's a great thing to 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 strive for to actually um, you know uh, break uh, preconceived ideas. It's great. So. Mm-hmm this next question I have isn't as hard but though I have found people hesitate on this one because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings ready here it is and this is again to all three of you um, what developer do you most admire in the industry and why <clears throat> we can start with, uh, we start with Sophie on that and let Mike and
1: no what, what? No, Mike <laughs> did nothing to
0: the next question <laughs> it's true okay yeah.
1: On, <laughs> uh, we, we,
2: which developer? Uh, well, obviously, for a programmer, uh, there are big names which tend to yeah, to come uh, easier than the others uh, at, uh, to the mind, like uh, you know, John Carmack or Tim Sweeney, etc. For all they brought to uh, the industry and to us programmers uh but uh i also admire a lot people who are like uh, one-man armies and who can uh, deliver games uh, complete games almost on their own yeah uh, like there is a guy who's doing uh, the uh, i don't remember the name but the playing game the that- dogfight games uh, which is a kind of uh, ace combat he successfully uh, did a kickstarter like that, this week uh, i don't remember and apparently he did all the graphics and the and the design and the, and the programming all by himself and uh, it's really uh, yeah i i really think of my of myself of myself so he has a like the cliche programmer, not so bad at coding, but uh, really awful at uh, <laughs> drawing stuff or compu- uh, composing music, etc. And having so much skills in uh, in uh, in a single human being, it really amazes me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or there is uh, Aurélien Régard, a French developer who who made. Uh, uh, the next uh, Penelope, uh, a, ra- a racing game, and it's uh, the same he did all by himself, and it's really uh, amazing. So yeah, Th- those kind of people are really uh, are really uh, interesting to-, to follow and to-, to try to to find some some experience from what they
0: did. That's brilliant. I totally agree. The, uh, there's a phrase for them. They're called polymaths. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that word. Um, mm. It's basically someone who is a uh, a master of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And,
2: uh, uh, and yeah, not only master, but yeah, yeah, masters. They're really they are really uh, good at uh, yeah. <laughs> everything they do. Yeah, they call them
0: all jack of all trades. No, 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 no. It's not that. They are masters of yeah, all yeah. trades. And, uh, yeah, yeah. it's very it's like one. They're, they're mathematical brilliance, and they're also brilliant musicians. Actually, there's a lot of Commonality between those two, uh, but they're also brilliant artists as well, like visual artists, and does some people have that? Um, it's quite extraordinary. So yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and the name of the playing game is Project Wingman. I just Project uh, Wingman. Wingman, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, it's uh, really beautiful and yeah, really impressive.
0: Excellent. Good shout out for Project Wingman. Is there uh, Ram- <laughs> any any developers that immediately springs to mind?
3: Um, yeah. It's- I think it's a bit like uh, like Mike. Uh, I really admire the the work of Jonathan Blow. Uh, I guess uh, he's a he's a bit more known, but uh, yeah, uh, I've played both Bread and Witness uh, till the end, and I really uh, I was really amazed by the level of detail, the the deepness uh, I could find in in both these games. So. Unfortunately, there are only two games to to talk about uh, when we talk about uh, Jonathan Blow. But uh, yeah, I'm eager to see the third one.
0: Yeah, whatever that may be. Um, uh, I still I remember. think st- he
2: first has to finish his uh, compiler before.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's be. right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good heavens, yeah. But um, no, it's it's uh, good good shout out. I think uh, Braid and. Uh, with the witness um it both i'd be both excellent games i still remember seeing the concept uh a version of braid looks looked nothing like the final game because it was just amorphous blobs <laughs> <laughs> but the concept of rewinding time and then jumping off the things that you were after time has gone back is i mean that's that's still still stands the test of time um Okay, well, Sophie, you're not going to dodge this bullet. <laughs> what do, what do
1: you all mean, right. him. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I really admire the guy. I admire the guy from It Studio because I think they do amazing games. Not one just person from the team in particular, but all the, the studio. Okay. And uh, I so admire the guy from Zaktronics. Because come on, the guy had the idea of Minecraft with Notch and Notch stole it and now he's rich and he's doing nothing in an island yeah. Isle, and while Zachtronics keep doing amazing games. Yeah. So just like high five to the guy. Yeah. Come not on, the, and speaking yeah, yeah and not, speaking about women in the industry. Yeah. I will just do another high five to Jade Raymond because she's just beautiful and she can do everything.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Go on. Had, I'm happy to say <laughs> we've had a lot of women developers on the show. I mean, it's something that, and for more people from all walks of life, we've had. Yeah, it's
1: coming so. more and more. And yeah. we had, I think we had just like four, four developer girls. Oh my God. Four de- girl developers in 10 years.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good.
1: I, I thought it was nice, but now I'm just like it's just four in Ten years,
0: yeah, <laughs> just like a I know. For,
1: I, as I, as tradies, I,
0: yeah, I forgot to say. Yeah, it, it's getting better, but it's, it need a lot of work. But uh, that whole mm-hmm. culture of uh, games is for boys. Is, yeah, I
1: know. It's just here bizarre. At Cactus, we're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but weird. here at Fishing Cactus we're twenty person and yeah. with only three girls. Yeah,
0: yeah it will get better
1: and and we are not all not all the three in development no no just one is an artist yeah
0: yeah
1: and the other one is me and the other one is the secretary
0: yeah still yeah yeah i know (laughs) it's just the way things uh shouldn't be but uh it's it's gonna take time and it's taking time it's getting Mm -hmm. it is genuinely getting better uh, but like yeah. I say, it's just that I it makes so. no sense that uh, you know games should be for ah for everyone and uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's just one of those things which shouldn't be but like I said it's definitely getting definitely getting
1: better. Okay, now. I'm sad now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think uh yeah. I, I um, we all sad. are. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, speaking on this on this point, and uh, uh, we'll move on to the last question. Which is way easy, trust me. It's it's, it's fine. I have to ask you though, but um, it's just that I felt, I play a lot of board games and I find a lot of uh, women play board games too because it's
1: it's more. Of a, I love board games. I really love board games.
0: It's, it's a social thing, and I went to, went to an expo last weekend. Twenty thousand people went to it. It's all about board games. It was great, and uh, yeah, one one I played, which is related to what my question is, is what are you playing right now? Is I played a game called Black Orchestra which is a cooperative game set in mid-1940s Germany where you're trying to assassinate Hitler. Mm. So each nice. player each player is taking a role, uh-huh. an actual role. I played,
1: I played a, ge- a game like that, but quite different. It was called uh, Secret Hitler.
0: Right, uh, it's yes. It's a board
1: game. I really loved it.
0: Yes, that's, it that's nice. I know that one. Yes, I played that one. But this mm-hmm. one is where you're playing members of the Wehrmacht uh-huh. and you're actually trying to... It's, these are people who genuinely did try to assassinate... Hitler. Uh, It didn't work, of course, but uh, they tried. They got really close. Really close. But uh, Mm. anyway, so, uh, what are you, all three of you, what are you playing right now?
1: Board games or video games? Anything. Doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) I think that I'm not, I I don't play video games since the launch of the game because I'm too exhausted to it. (laughs) (laughs) But but just before the release, I played a lot of Civilization Fire five yeah
0: right not a six (laughs) fan then
1: no because I I wanted to go go back to this one before (laughs) but my colleague told me that it was stupid (laughs) so (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah because I didn't play any Civilization before and ah, um, right. yes, he okay, got the good. 6 in the a Humboldt bundle and he offered it to me Yeah, and I was just like but I didn't play the other one <laughs> so I'm going to get the 5 and try it but now he's making laugh of me all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfectly fine yeah. game it's fine it's Yeah, great. it's great I've been playing Civilization for far far, far too long uh, I remember the very very first one because I'm that old so, anyway,
1: um,
0: yes, I won't go there on my amiga, bless it, anyway so... yes, i still it's still there, she still works um I know, and I've recapped it recently so michael what were you what are you playing right now
2: uh right now i'm i'm, I'm... Still on the on the the basics like uh, Earthstone I play uh, I play a lot. Again, again. Uh, Again, Again. (laughs) yeah. But it's by uh, periods. Uh, I had my uh, moba period period, and uh, it's over. Now I'm back to card game a bit, and uh, I'm trying to. To, to move a bit forward in my uh, Steam library, but it's uh, really difficult. <laughs> there are too much sales and too much games, uh, good games uh, which are uh, out in the wild. And uh, right now, I'm just looking at my uh, Steam library and uh, I'm playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider and the... I
1: played it. It's yeah,
2: good. Yeah, And uh, I'm playing a lot uh, at uh, Dead Cells
0: Oh yes, if you know,
2: yeah, it's really
0: awesome. Yeah, it's a French-stroke Australian. Yeah, French, French
2: company. Yeah, it's really awesome. I really like it. I'm kind of fond of uh, uh, roguelike games, and uh, well, I would say it's uh, definitely in the in the right uh, target, in the right spot for me.
0: Yeah, I, I love the animation and the fact that people go, "Oh, look, 16-bit." Uh, no, no, it's not. No, no. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no 16-bit computer could even dream of doing a fraction of what that that game is yeah, doing. It yeah, looks it's to...
2: a really beautiful and lots mm. of uh, visual effects everywhere, which are really cool, and uh, the animations are really top-notch. And yeah, I really enjoy playing the game.
0: Excellent, good, good response. What about what yourself, Ramses? What, what's uh, occupying your time outside? Uh, she kids, um, <laughs> kids. <laughs> and
3: but yeah, thanks to thanks to my uh, four-year-old son, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I am now playing Donkey Kong Country Returns, which was still in mint condition. I've never opened the the, the box, uh, so I had that game for like yeah. I, I see now that uh, that it was out in 2010, so yeah, I received it in 2010. Never played it uh, till uh, yeah two months ago. <laughs> uh, we're having a lot of fun, so I uh, yeah I uh, I uh, uh, I plugged back the, the Wii, and uh, now we're playing uh, Donkey Kong uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns together and having a lot of fun together on this.
0: Yeah, it's a tough game. The Donkey Kong <laughs> yeah, yeah, games but, uh... are always tough.
3: But uh, that's a really nice game to play uh, to play with to play with your kids because uh, yeah, as soon as it becomes a bit difficult, you have uh, Diddy Kong jumping onto the back of uh, Donkey Kong and then you can help him and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the perfect match for us uh, right now.
0: Excellent, that's great.
1: I, I that your I thought that your son um, didn't want to play anything else than pinball.
3: I like uh, And actually, tried, uh, he tried the first few levels of Shift and he's quite good at it. Oh, <laughs> nice. Wow. Precocious four year old. I'm impressed.
0: Um, why wouldn't it be? Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> say that. Just like people
1: will, will think that it's easy. No.
3: <laughs> no, no, but those were uh, yeah, those were handmade levels. Uh, it was to test the community features of the thing.
1: Oh, right.
2: That would be a good marketing point, you know. You want to play with your family, stop playing Fortnite,
0: just play Shift. Yeah. <laughs> Did you use the F word? I warned you about that earlier. Don't do that. i um, sorry, I'm a big PUBG fan because I like the military stuff. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, look, there's a crate. We're not getting a crate. We're getting a crate. We're not getting the crate. Every game, every game I have the same argument. We're not getting a crate. Let's just get the crate. No, please don't. <laughs>
2: It really sounds like a, a typical PUBG game.
0: Yeah, typical <laughs> PUBG game. Arguing over drop crates. We're going to. Get, we're going to die. We're not going to die. We'll just get the van and we we'll get it's the crates. It's too dangerous. <laughs> it's too dangerous. Which is why we need to get it. Have you heard of Bristol reward? Have you played video games before? <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what this is my appeal. This seems, you know, anyway. So, it doesn't work, but sometimes it does. anyway, sometimes, yeah. So that's the end of the first half. Well done, you made it. Hooray! Yay! Yay. But now we're going to delve deep into Shift Quantum in the second half of the show. question isn't a question it's a request please tell us what is
1: shift quantum do you want to explain it guys or do you want me to do
2: it uh, yeah I, I can use the same sentence i used at the last event i did shift quantum, uh, did it. E- <laughs> did it. Shift quantum is is the best uh puzzle platformer game you will play in
1: 2018
3: Yay! <laughs> and we made it in 2018 and yeah
1: <laughs> so yes just like as Mike said this is an amazing game but <laughs> but so Shift um, Quantum is a puzzle platformer a cyber cyber noir how is it in English it's cyber noir or cyber cyber noir cyber.
0: it depends what Cy- school yeah. you went to but yes. Yeah.
1: cyber noir
0: I <laughs> wish I was joking it's true <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, oh god, I'm so middle class. All right. Okay. So, um... so uh,
1: it's a um, cyber and War puzzle platformer set in a dystopian world um, yeah. where you have to shift from the negative to positive space to get rid of the level and reach to the exit.
0: Which leads me on to my first it's... technical question. Ready? Brace yourself. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So
0: each level. It's... Is yes. made up of uh, an invert of itself, right? It's basically yes. an inversion. Uh, and not that's only that's inversion,
1: the inversion. That's the idea. That's the mechanic. Yeah. The, not not really an inversion. What happens is yeah. that what was air becomes solid, and what was solid becomes air. Yes. And you just like enter your the character enters the matter. Yeah. And also the the level do. Um, uh, Hundred eighty rotation degrees rotation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and
2: That's right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, all, and all the matter doesn't uh, go to air, and all the air does not go always to matter. Some matter stays matter between yes. both uh, spaces. So there are a bit, there are some few exceptions to to those general rules.
1: I think that this game is the most complicated one I had to explain. It's just like, I would like to have a constant gif with me to show to people this is how it works, this is how it works. And not just, just showing them and not telling them yeah. how it works. And it
2: may have been one of the most complicated games I had to <laughs> to program,
1: <laughs> it, uh, yeah,
2: it really messed my mind uh, too often. <laughs> So, so once once you have uh, you know the the glossary right when you talk about the the black world and every know everybody agrees on what is actually the black world, uh, everything is, the is, black <laughs> black is the black black? everything is much more uh, understandable for everybody.
1: Yeah. 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 I remember how hard it was because, yeah, for me the black world is the one with um, block black block. Yeah. Yeah. But for some people it's when the background is black.
0: Oh yeah, well there it is. That's
1: <laughs> it's but one I, of is, two I, I I'm s i I still don't know which one is the black and which yeah. one is the white. It's it's, yeah. definitely,
0: it's definitely a case of one of two states. One of two states. We you know, let's just leave it at that. Um, which is identified by one and zero. There you go. <laughs> you. Yeah, but uh, what is zero
2: and what is one?
3: Well let's have a fight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe that's first Get <laughs> so there is a lot of uh, needing to think about each level being made of essentially two geometries two layouts two yes two arrangements if you will how do you believe you communicate this to the player so how do, the, the question is really about explaining to the player without you know punching him in the face over with a mallet. To say that they're presented Explaining with yeah, So how do you think the game Shift Quantum communicates to the player that they can get to that bridge or that place, but they need to think about it in a different way? How well, do you think I, I, I
2: really think that the, the main mechanic is a really powerful, but I think really easy to understand and to grasp. Right, and okay. uh, so uh, we 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 found out that. There are basically two categories of player. Uh, when we watch player uh, play the game during the events, there are players who manage, who try to, you know, have the complete solution in their mind before even moving the player in the level. And there are some who just do trial and uh, errors. Yeah,
1: more intuitive.
2: Yeah. So that helps, that helps a lot to figure out what to do in the levels. And I really want to give... Uh, lots of credits to our level designers who really manage to have a really uh, a sense a, a really strong sense of progression when you when you play the games or so the first like the first 20 or 25 levels out of the more than 100 levels we provide uh, it's uh it's really like a big tutorials on how to make up your mind about the game and to Mm-hmm. Who help you solve levels, more difficult levels uh, later in the level progression.
1: Yep. Did I did I dreamt or did you say that after seeing people playing the game, you gave more credit to <laughs> the level designer? No. <laughs> this is what I heard. <laughs>
2: uh, no, no, no. It was in addition to what I saw during the events. I, yes. I, I want to give credits to the designers. Yeah, yeah. I uh, swear it's what I said or what I wanted to say.
0: <laughs> um, but just to be clear, though, it's, uh, it is a, um, a very simple mechanic. You're quite right. But it opens up the little, just that little. Does that one little thing which actually made up two things but the inversion kind of and the rotation of the level those Mm -hmm. two things just and then you just throw things in there uh that gets more complex over time i won't spoil it but yeah because uh, we
1: added gameplay blocks gameplay element more than just the shift
0: yeah yeah it's it's that you introduce it relatively delicately and slowly (laughs) But then it quickly ramps mm-hmm. up. Uh, it's like, look, you've got this now. This, I think one of the things I find fascinating.
1: Mm, it was hard to try to, to get a very smooth little progression. Yeah. And uh, a lot of us tested the game and the level designer were just like, they, they put it on the timing to yeah. see how much time we... Manage to finish in how much time you managed to finish the level, hmm. and uh, they were just like uh, after it was just like real questioning. Like, did you like that level? Do, did you think it was hard? Did you? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and I, and after that, they decided to remove some of the levels and to change um, the the order of what well, of some of
3: them and just yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah and Mike you might remember how many how many types of blocks didn't make it into the game because there were quite a few which were tried Eight,
1: more than 80 I think I think that yeah Mike
3: well, yeah yeah we had uh, yeah
2: uh, f- I don't hundred I don't think it was uh, that many but yeah we made a, sure. a, a brainstorm to try to find the uh, the most uh, fun or interesting blocks, uh, which would make it uh, to to the final game, and we had like crazy blocks, like or not even blocks, but mechanics, the like lava. Uh, yeah, like la- some lava which would fill the levels, and you had to like race to the exit before getting uh, burnt in the lava, etc. But yeah, we had like yeah. Uh, when oh, I talk oh, about the
3: portal level.
1: Uh, yeah. The portal, portal block. That was the one I wanted so much.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we all wanted portal. it, but uh, yeah, may, maybe in, uh, in the DLC, that would be fun to have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think
2: would um, be nice. what
0: you've just said there sort of illustrates something I've said on the show before. Apologies for repeating myself for regular listeners, but uh, video game creation is a destructive process. Uh, yeah. most, most of the stuff yeah. you make doesn't actually make it to the game you're trying to create because but you have... No, you know, because you know.
1: we had... No, we have a lot of IDs and then yes. we are just like, Okay, these are all the IDs. Yeah. So how much time do we have and yeah. how much money? Okay, yeah. so we will yes. just cut in half. Yes. All <laughs> <of> the...
0: So <laughs> just the way of things.
1: Yeah, so...
2: and even sometimes uh, some go- some IDs we think are good are actually not good uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in the current in, in yeah, in the in a given state of the game. So yeah. yeah. It's a really yeah you're right, it's a really
0: destructive process. Which sounds a bit weird, but I just love saying it because it makes people makes developers like yourself come kind of think. Go, yeah, it is, isn't it? That sucks. Um, so, um, some dexterity is required of the player to overcome the puzzles, but not a lot. Was yeah. that a conscious decision?
1: Yeah, because we wanted it to be more a puzzle platformer than action platformer. Yeah. Okay. it was just a decision that we made so of course there's a little bit of action especially in the community level I don't know if you tried a few community level but uh, some of them just people who can't create um, puzzles with the shift mechanic they just create like super mid-boy levels in the game right (laughs) (laughs) then you you just rage quit after trying them some of them just twice
0: Yeah, because a lot of puzzle platformers, you know, you know what you need to do, but you're physically incapable of doing it, and that can be quite frustrating, no, no, that is generally frustrating, and speaking to someone who's of advanced age now, I'm going to have to admit it, I have, you know, and uh, my hand-to-eye coordination isn't what it was, Uh, and uh, that can can be frustrating, but there it is, so... It's very interesting that you've sort of focused on that, and I'm going to, going to return to that towards the end. But uh, We're going to talk about the graphics now and the visuals. Um, there isn't a lot of colour. There's black, white, and shades of grey in, mm-hmm. in the game generally. But, when there, but when there is colour, um, yes. it concerns things that seem to be outside of the environment because the, I don't want to spoil it too much, but the, um, there's something going on with the main protagonist. <coughs> And he's been sucked into this thing uh, uh, And I won't show what that is either Even though it opens up with uh, the, the, What he uh, answers the questions Which I answered honestly uh, I, I liked some of the names of the films as well That was quite amusing um, But um, <laughs> um, Why is it that these things Do concern things that are outside Of what, what the player is And what was the thinking behind that
1: The you want to answer, guys
0: uh,
2: excuse me. C- can you repeat, please? Sure. Yeah. It's a bit
0: of a convoluted question, but ultimately, what I'm trying to say is, there are elements where there are colours. Like you find a yellow scarf very early. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. And then it grows and Why? Why did you make that a colour? And that's a distinct, bright colour. Try to
2: not else? spoil
1: everything.
0: Yeah. It's it's hard to answer without uh, spoiling
2: too much. But um, <laughs> how would I say?
1: More an emotional, emotional
0: thing. thing than yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. It's an yeah. emotional exactly. thing. It's uh, something which uh, <coughs> Sophie said before. Then the game takes place in a kind of dystopian re- reality. Yeah, and that specific <laughs> scarf is a uh, is a bound to yeah, to to something <coughs> outside of that universe. You are the player is uh, moving into. Right,
1: And that's the reason why it's yellow, because everyone is just like, why didn't you put some red instead of yellow?
3: I was going to no. say, even for that, there were so many discussions about the color. Yeah. The previous finally, have the finally red.
1: yeah. And all, a lot of people wanted red, but yellow is the right color for it. Because uh, I don't want to spoil it. Because color, it's yeah. just like the color of the the, the joy. I'm it's talking the about of the joy it. happiness asking? it's yeah. the color of the happiness, and right. all that story is about happiness,
0: yeah, and it's about or loss of it um and the point <laughs> is um it's it's about um what I'm trying to get is a more abstract concept an abstract idea that there's a splash of colour. It could have been not anything because you're right right, red is a bit cliched, and it would have been it would have hinted at something else. Um, mm-hmm. a, a blue that could have worked a cyan or something or a light blue but I don't think that really sort of gelled with what we were trying to convey um, the blue is quite a neutral colour in my humble opinion uh, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't have told the player anything would it it would have just like ok that's
2: yeah a... true and plus it didn't have enough contrast with uh, yes. with the general atmosphere of the yeah. game yeah you could have so, made it yeah. sort
0: of turquoise or a vibrant blue or something like that but you're right It still would have sometimes faded into the grey.
2: Yeah, and uh, at some point we had some uh, other colours in the game. In uh, some early prototypes, we had uh, the exit door, the neon of the exit door was green, and uh, when the... And when the player was uh, um, dying in the spikes or crushed by blocks, we would uh, spawn some red particles, like they used to do in the old shifts. It uh, red was the only color you could see when you were when you died, and uh, we really wanted to to make the yellow scarf stand uh, so much that we decided at some point to remove any other colors mm-hmm. than that yellow scarf.
3: Yeah.
0: That's exactly what I wanted to get out of you. It wasn't the context, because you're right. that would have been terrible, because it would spoil spoiled everything. That's not what I want. I wanted to get an idea of the concept of why the colour's there and what emotion it was trying to get out of the player and what it was trying to express. Mm-hmm.
1: And you did that. Yeah, it was very, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's all right.
0: So I want to ask the last question. It's related to my second question in a little bit. And it's something I've seen in other games as well. In that, I'm not saying that uh, Shift Quantum is at all like other games. That's, that's insulting. But what I'm trying to say is that when you're changing the environment so dramatically, other games that when they attempt to do this allow you to do that while you're moving, but don't do this with Shift Quantum. You can only change the rotation or invert the level when you are stock still.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's because we don't want people to throw up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was that? Was that? The
1: main well, what did you say about swearing and being rude? Hello, I'm Mrs. Rude.
2: But she, she's actually not not that far from the truth, <laughs> because at some point we we tried to well, we felt that uh, being uh, uh, Well, how would I say. Uh, making the player uh, stand while the world was uh, shifting—it was mm-hmm. a bit uh, basic. And at some point, we wanted to bring some extra animation in the, in the, during the shift. Like we had, we tried to make all the blocks of the levels, uh, of the level uh, go uh, no, not shake, but oh. all what the way? all the visible blocks go to the background, and all the invisible blocks who know... Will be <laughs> visible. It's uh, one of those moments when it's hard to explain the game. <laughs> uh, so the visible so
1: becomes invisible. Yeah, <laughs> we,
2: we had some animation with the blocks going to the background, to the far, far background, and uh, the blocks which were on the far, far background go uh, up to uh, close to the screen. But it really added a lot of uh, extra noise, which yeah, really made, uh, yeah, it really made the game really hard to understand. Uh, yeah, we yeah. You, you, you took some visual informations before you shift to like uh, where you need to go uh, when you come in the white world, for example. Mm-hmm. And with all those blocks moving, it really became really, really difficult to remember, yeah, to, to, to get back all those visual informations you took before the shift. And uh, so this is... Yeah. This is basically why we enforce the player to stay still during the shift because mm-hmm. it was a really uh, difficult to,
3: yeah, to to understand to, where to understand. you are after yeah. shifting
1: yeah. because yeah. you you got lost really fast when you shift.
3: Yeah. It's just like and when it, coming to yeah. your desk, you're programming, and someone comes and talk to you. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this for me? Is this for me? <laughs> this is what I do.
2: <laughs> and uh, and plus, you can think of the game as a, almost a turn by turn game because all the logic is really uh, like rigid. When b- moving blocks collide, there there are uh, hidden rules about how uh, collision is uh, resolved by the game. And uh, um, for example, you can when you shift all the blocks. Which are moving are stopped and are snapped to the to the nearest uh, uh, pos- uh, grid position, and if we allowed the player to move, it, you, we could have uh, make the player go in places where he should, not uh, have been able to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and if
1: I re- if I remember well, um, when we we tried the, the shift with the, all the element moving, I think that. Um, one of the reasons why we decided to not do it it's because um, it took just a lot of time.
2: Yeah, it all, took all the yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 and it was uh, very long
1: uh, and boring.
2: <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it re- yeah, and uh, you had better not be uh, epileptic uh, too
0: because uh...
1: <laughs> exactly. It was like a Pokemon game, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's um, I, I did when I first started playing it. I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit I tried to do it. So like, oh. Surely this is. Oh no, no, why? It it would break the game. It would make it way because you just use momentum. You'd just be bouncing around the level using momentum, ignoring (laughs) the whole puzzle and defeating the whole point of the game, and just running around and bouncing around everywhere. Because why? Because of gravity. Because of momentum. Mm -hmm, It would break mm -hmm. every single level you made because you don't (laughs) need to think because you just bounce around everywhere, and it'll be like there you go, done, next. It would be terrible. And I just, this is why I asked the question. This is why I asked the question. Because it was, a, it, was a, it was a definitive and very strong design decision you made to say, no, you will not switch when you're flying in through the air. You're going to have to do this slowly and methodically. And you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what I wanted to get out of you. So thank you. You did it again. So see, these questions did work. I was worried. But no, they come out okay in the end. So, uh, Shift Quantum, it's by uh, Fishing Cactus, It's out now on all of the things. So, Windows PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Yes. So, I've been playing on the PS4. We
1: made it. Yeah, you
0: did. Um, I do like PS4 because I like the controller. I think it's slightly better than the Xbox One. I know I'm going to get yelled at for that, but... (laughs) I just just prefer it. So What are you going to do? Although, FPS is slightly better than Xbox One. But anyway... That's irrelevant, and of course on the Switch, uh, that's a, it's great for for mobile use. The, the screen's yeah. just just big enough, isn't it? Just big enough for uh, to in, in see everything that's moving in uh, in Shift Quantum. It's difficult to, um, but yeah, you've been fantastic
1: guests. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. much. It was very nice to be here. I
0: hope you enjoyed yourselves. I know I did. <laughs> Yeah,
1: sure, <laughs> I did, I don't know about the guys because they didn't <laughs> talk that much but, but um, I really enjoyed it
0: yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, um, I'm well, we're very proud of what we made here it's a different show we have the developers walk away thinking that felt like a design team meeting only less stressful so that's great <laughs> I hope you got something out of it too um, and you're more than welcome to come back on to talk about your next game in 2 years time because believe it or not
1: yeah sure next next year come on <laughs> next, next game next well, year yeah
0: i mean oh. basically you you uh, um, fishing cactus were on as yourselves uh, you were as a studio were on 2 years ago almost a day so mm-hmm. yes it's a 2 year cycle
1: interesting uh
0: there it is um, but again thank you very much for being on and being great guests
1: thanks to you thank you, you very you. much
0: any feedback on the show or actually you're a developer who listened to the show and want your game featured on it please do email me at chris at spong.com also don't forget to check out the computer game show which is the stablemate podcast shall we say of spong.com bye